Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Listen, there were some people that have been struggling this week. I think, I think, I think there are some people that have been struggling. The Ayers family, we heard it from, from Minister Lingham, the Ayers family, the Wiley family, the Turner family, Viola Bellin family. There are some, some people that have gone through some things that you really don't want to talk about right now. Mm-hmm. There are some, some hardships and some struggles. But we're standing here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Come on. Only because you made. Some of y'all have history. <laughs> some of y'all have stories. Some of y'all have gone through some things. Some we know the devil should have taken our lives. But we're standing here. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. If you're waiting for a word, you're hearing it right now. Lord, we praise you. Thine the glory. Lord, we praise you. Amen. Oh, 
again. Lord, we need you. Thine the glory. Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 through 19. Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 through 19. The way that revival happens is we yield to it. He's always here. He's always ready. But the way that revival happens is that we yield to it. It doesn't happen because we're just in the right place at the right time. We have to yield our hearts to the will of the Father. We have to yield our minds. We have to yield our spirits. We have to yield our desires to what God wants, not what we want. And then he will move like only he can move. Revive us again. Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 through 19. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens. Don't stop praising. 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 Don't modify the atmosphere because you're changing your focus. Don't stop praising. Don't stop praising. You'll get what you need in the praise. Mm. Mm. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light to the earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule by the day and the lesser light to rule by the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light to the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. The fourth day. There's a title for this sermon. The title is Signs and Seasons. Signs and Seasons. Signs and Seasons. Revive us. Revive us. We need you to revive us. We want you to revive us again. In Jesus' name. Amen. We've been walking through the book of Genesis. We've been walking through the first chapter of the book of Genesis. I don't ever want to be in the way of God. And I feel like I might be getting in God's way <laughs> if I start talking too much. I feel like I might be getting in God's way. I feel like God is moving already in the real campus right here while we're together and in our virtual campus. I feel like what God wants to do is wash over our souls with his presence. Revive us. Yeah. It's been a heavy time.
Church of, Redeem of the Redeemer Baptist has been a church for a while. To the Ayers family, we are praying for you. To the Wiley family, to the Turner Locke family, to the Viola Bellin family, we're praying for you. We are praying for you, and I'm not saying that to say it. I'm saying it because I mean it. We are praying for you. We're praying for you. Church of the Redeemer Baptist is not just a church. Church of the Redeemer Baptist, as Deacon Nix tells me every time I see him, it's a family. That was real weak. Church of the Redeemer Baptist is a family. Every time I see him, he reminds me this is a family church. We're family. Every time I talk to him, this is a family church. We're family. So I ask family, how many people have you called this week? How many people have you called this week? Revive us. Revive us in relationship. How many people have you called this week? How many people have you prayed for this week? How many people have you showed love to this week? When I say we're praying for you, I mean I am praying for you. When I say we're, we're with you in a struggle, like, like Minister Lingham said, we are with you in our struggle. We weep with those who weep. We mourn with those who mourn. God is faithful who promised. Weeping may endure for a night, but I promise joy is coming. Joy is coming. Joy is coming for us all. We've been walking through this 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 book of Genesis. We've been walking through the first chapter of the book of Genesis. And as we've been walking through the first chapter in the book of Genesis, we've walked through the first day, the second day, the third day, and the day that was before any days. The day before there was any days, we were talking, God said um, he was hovering over the face of the deep. The spirit was hovering over the face of the deep. And as the spirit hovered over the face of the deep, what happened was God allowed for spirit to bring order to chaos. Y'all still with me? Listen, you're going to hear me say it every week now. Which means if I stop you on the corner and I ask you, what did God do on the first day? And you ain't got no answer, the blood of Jesus. You hear me? We're going to walk out of here like educated Christians. We're going to walk out of here knowing what the word says so we can communicate truth to the world around us. Amen? Amen. God hovered over the water and on the first day he said, let there be light. And that light was truth. It was truth. There was no sun or moon or stars. It was just truth. He created truth. And then he created division. Created division. He created a separation, but he didn't bless it. He allowed for separation to occur because he knew that one day we would be separated from him in relationship. But he didn't bless that separation. He just allowed for it to happen. Say amen, somebody. And now we're on in the third day. He created, he created order and boundaries from chaos. He allowed for our chaos to create order for us. And then he allowed for water to flow. Where? From the altar. <laughs> yes. From the place of prayer, he allowed for life to flow from the altar. If we would just get back to 
the altar. And today now we're in our fourth day. In the fourth day, God created. He said, let there be lights in the firmament, in the division. He divided the day from the night and let there be signs and season for the days and for the years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven. And it was so. And God made two great lights. The greater to rule over the day and the lesser to rule over the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens and gave light to the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and divided the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Now, as we think about this light that God created, more times than not, I won't be before you long, more times than not, y'all know I got a 1030 stop, right? And that big old clock is looking at me every single Sunday. When we think about, thank you, sir, I appreciate you. <laughs> when we think about this light on the fourth day that God created, the sun and the moon and the stars, when we think about this light that God created on the fourth day, the sun and the moon and the stars, we think about more times than not it having been communicated from a perspective of dividing day and night. More times than not, when we hear preachers preach about this light that God created, it's communicated from a perspective of us being able to see where we're going in our days. But I don't really think that's what God created when he created this light. When God created the light that separated the day from the night, God wasn't creating something for us so that we could see and we wouldn't stub our toes. He wasn't creating something so that we would be able to watch and look and be, not be in danger. What God was creating was time. God created the sun and God created the moon so that we could have time. God allowed for the sun to rule by day. And the moon to rule by night so that we would understand where we were in the process of God's ordained order. When God put the sun in the sky, he said, you've got a certain amount of time every single day to do my will. Hmm. And then he said, at nighttime, you've got a certain amount of time every single day to rest your mind, your heart, and your body so that when the sun comes up again, you would know that you have a certain amount of time every single day to do my will. He did not create. I feel like preaching already. <laughs> My God, he did not create the sun, the moon, and the stars for our comfort. He created it for structure. He created it so that we would know how much time he had given us to fully operate in accordance to the will of the Father. So the first question I have for us today is, what are you doing with your time? 
What are you doing with your time? God's given you gifts. He's given you talents. I'm hollering. Why am I hollering? He's given you understanding and he's given you ability. What are you doing with your time and the gifts that God has given you? Are you wasting it or are you using it for <laughs> his glory? There are people every day dying right outside of these walls. There are people in our church that are struggling and you have the answer, but you decide to sleep in the daytime and walk around at hey, my God, walk around at night. You decide to waste the day that God's given you and to use the time he's given you upside down. You've wasted your youth and you're trying to get it back in your old age. You've modified the natural order of things because God has structured time so that he could be glorified through your life. He put the sun in the sky so that you would know when to work. And he put the moon in the sky so that you would know when to rest. He's a faithful God. And he's beautiful for every situation. The only thing that I love, the one thing that I love about this thing that God created with regard to the sun and the moon, is that he did that so that he could bind himself. <laughs> He did it so that the unbound one could bind himself to something that we could understand. He did it so that we would understand what order looked like. He knew that we wouldn't have an understanding of how to operate with free will. But he gave it to us anyway. He knew that we wouldn't understand how to do whatever we wanted to do and still give him glory. But we, he allowed for that anyway. That was the division. That's what the division was for. He gave us something that he knew if we didn't submit back to him would destroy us. Hear me. He gave us something that he knew if we didn't give it back to him would destroy us. So he bound himself with time. He bound himself with the day and with the night. And then, <laughs> hold on, oh my gosh, I got to go down to the bottom part. And then he created seasons. He created seasons. With the days and with the nights, he created seasons. God made two great lights, the greater to rule by day and the lesser to rule by night. And he made the stars also. And he set them over the firmament. I'm sorry, I need to go back up. Let them be for signs and for seasons. Let there be lights in the firmament of heavens to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons. He created time so that he could give us the seasons. Now, you have an early season in your life. And you have a middle season in your life. That's sort of like midlife, right? And you have a later season in your life. And God's given you all those seasons so that you could glorify him in each one. How many of y'all got saved when you were two? Four. You got saved when you was two? 
All right, I like it. Okay, I'll take that. My son got saved when he was five. And you remember the day when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, right? How many of you got saved before you were 10 years old? Raise your hand. How many of you got saved when, from between 10 and 20? Raise your hand. How many got saved between 20 and 40? Raise your hand. How many got saved after 40 years of age? Do you feel like after, for those of you who were allowed, God bless you because you know what I'm, know what I'm like, glad about? I'm glad you got saved. <laughs> I'm glad you got saved. Because the part that we would miss is the fact that, yeah, we might have, some of us might have waited later in life to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. But that season that went by was not a season that God allowed for him to not be glorified in. He still was glorified in your chaos. He was still glorified in your struggle. He was still glorified in your misunderstanding of the word. And when you allowed your life to align with the word of God, that season of this disorganization and chaos, that season ended. And the new season of order and structure and boundaries, that season began. Why? Because God created time so that we could understand what it looked like to follow him. Not only did he create time, but saints, he created gravity. In verse 16, he said, God made two lights, the lesser to rule by day, the greater to rule by day, and the lesser to rule by night, and he made the stars also. But I think about this, this last clause, he made the stars also. That last clause communicates about the galaxy. He made the stars also. Five words communicate about Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. Pluto and all the rest. I don't know the rest of <laughs> Thank you. Listen, it's been a long time since I was in middle school. All of them. All of them. All of them. He created in five words the solar system. Created in five words the Milky Way. He created in five words the, the pull from the sun to the earth that would allow for us to have gravity. And what I like about God in this, this place where he created gravity is this simple idea that this gravitational pull, it allows for us to enjoy our feet on the ground. Right? You, go, you know where I'm going, right? It allows for us to enjoy the fact that we can have our feet on the ground. It allows for us to enjoy the fact that we're not floating around in space with no foundation. God created on earth a gravitational pull that would hold us together when we couldn't hold ourselves together. Isn't that just like God? He created a way in five words for us to be held together when everything in our lives was going crazy. I don't know about you, but I had a weekend this weekend. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've had some times in my life where life has gone quite out of order. There have been things in my life that I could not control with my hands. There were things in my life that, yes, I might be talented, but I could not control the outcome that was on the way for me. And I felt like I was floating around in my life in that moment because I could not control it. But when I called on Jesus, 
He allowed me to have the foundation to stand on his word. And I could remember words like, when all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay on Christ, the solid rock. I stand. All other ground is sinking. Saying there are times in our lives where the enemy would love to have us think that we are not on a firm foundation. But when we think about the word of God and the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, we know that our foundation is found in him. He will hold us together when we can't keep it together. He will make ways out of no way. He is the way maker. He's the miracle worker, promise keeper, and he is our light in the darkness. He will hold it together when you can't keep it together. I remember that, that, that some testimonies that I've heard of people who have been on the corner just sloppy drunk, sloppy, trying to figure out where and how and when they would be able to get home. <laughs> I heard stories of people that were just so high that they had no idea how to, who they were in the moment. I've, I've heard stories of people that were so addicted in their minds or in their hearts that they had no understanding of who God was. And that could have been you. But the gravitational pull of the Holy Spirit has rescued you and kept you. When you could not keep yourself, the gravitational pull of the Holy Spirit has allowed you to have an understanding of the season that you're in so that you can walk away from chaos and walk into your new joy. You can walk away from what God did not have for you so you could walk into the blessing of God in this new season. He did not create light for our enjoyment. He created light for, for time. He created light for gravity. And lastly, he created light for seasons and signs. Verse 14 says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons, for days and for years. There have been times in my life where I needed a sign from the Lord. There have been times in my life where I just needed to know, God, what are you doing in this season? I needed God to show me something that would be a place for me to look so I would know exactly what God was doing. I didn't have the faith to believe in the moment. Y'all might be more saved than I am. But there have been times where I didn't have the faith to believe in the moment. So I needed God to show me something. And God was faithful to the children of Israel for quite some time because he created the sun and the moon and the stars and the galaxy. But then, as they were traveling with him, not only did they have the sun and the moon and the stars, but he created a cloud by day and fire by night. He created a cloud by day and a fire, pillar of fire by night. Why did he do that? So that not only they would have the opportunity to be in the environment of worship, 
but he gave them something to look at as they worshiped. He gave them a sign so that they would know that he was with them always. Saints, if I have an assignment today, my assignment is to let you know that God has not left you. God has not left you. You may not be able to see what God is doing right now. But I promise you, in this season, if you would just ask him, he will show you a sign. He will, sh he will show you a sign. And it's not just because you need to manipulate God. This is not a season of manipulating the spirit. This is a time where our faith needs to be increased. And God is ready to show us what we need to see so that we can walk worthy of the call that he's given us. If that is you, would you just every head bowed, every eye closed, close your eyes, lift your hands. If you need a sign from the Lord right now, if you need a sign from the Lord right now, every head bowed, every eye closed, just lift your hands, just lift your hands. My hand is lifted. I need a sign. I need to see what God is doing. I need God to show me, not just tell me, but to show me. I need to show, I need you to show me. Show me. In this moment as we wait, I pray, God, that you would allow for us all to see, have eyes to see and have ears to hear what you're doing in our lives. Pray that you would help us to understand that you are with you. I pray today that you would give your people a pillar of fire or a cloud of smoke. I pray that you would show us that we are on the right path, not just tell us some of us our faith is fragile right now. I pray that you would be the bolster of our faith, the scaffolding for our faith. Pray that you would help us to not just hear you, but see you. Show us a sign today. Show us a sign today. And we'll thank you. And we'll praise you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, I got something last week. Where is it at? You know what it is. I got something last week. I got some keys. <laughs> some keys. Some keys. I don't know what that means for y'all, but to me it means I'm home now. And when you're at home, you get certain rights and privileges, you know. Right? <laughs> certain rights and privileges. You get to be yelled at, too. Don't leave the door open too long. You're going to let the good air out. <laughs> but at this moment, the doors of the church are open. No, I said the doors of the church are open. 
if you want to walk with the Church of the Redeemer Baptist from this day forward in a way that allows you to partner with us to change the trajectory of this neighborhood and allow God to change the trajectory of your life, come this way. If you want to join this church and become a member of this church, come this way. If you're on our virtual campus and you want to join this church, type in the moment right there, right now. I want to join. I want to be a member. I want to walk Church of the Redeemer Baptist. From now, I want to join with you to see what the trajectory of God is going to be like in my life. If you have never been saved and need a touch from the Lord. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, now is your time. Today is your day. If you know that you are in a backslidden condition and you need to get right with God, now is your time and today is your day. If you're here with us today, come forward for any one of those reasons. If you're here, with, if you're on the virtual campus and you need prayer, just type I need prayer in, that, in the screen and let us know right there that you need prayer. We'll be praying for you right now. Show me your power, more of you and less of me is what I need. Show me your glory, show me your power, more of you and less of me is what I need. God, we thank you for your spirit and for your grace. We thank you for your love and for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that you've ordered our steps in this way. And I thank you, God, that you have allowed for us to be here this morning. I pray for those who have accepted you as their Savior today. I ask that you would allow for them to walk in your way. I pray, God, that you would keep them in perfect peace. I pray for those who have walked away from you but have decided in this moment to come back home. I thank you, God, that you are a protector, a keeper, a restorer, and the lover of our souls. And I ask, God, that you would allow for your will and your mercy, your grace, your love, and your peace to be wrapped around us for your glory and for your honor. We'll thank you.
and we'll praise you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Now pray, God, for the numbers of Church of the Redeemer Baptist to be where they need to be for your glory, for your honor. I pray, God, for growth and restoration, for revival in this portion of the vineyard. We'll thank you for it. We'll praise you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise.